Richo, Brownie and Hummer. Sans Hummer here, Georgie, just from the office here. Everyone's gone to the bull instead. So you've got me and you guys, you weren't aware you rock up today thinking Hummer's going to be here. And- well, the stand-in host with the most though, Georgie. Well, I saw you doing... Daisy and uh, Hita the other day? Yeah, look, yeah. yeah. They replaced one moron with another one. So I got... <laughs> I was That's not, well. don't, don't talk yourself down. But Hummer is an absolute... Where is he, fool. by the way? He's at the bull. So oh, I'm right. sending through ideas for this show this week, right? Sending ideas to Matthew in the WhatsApp group. Everybody's got a WhatsApp group. Um, and I had this idea for Hummer last week. Um, and he said, we haven't got time this week. Let's do it next week. So I started sending ideas through. And all of a sudden I get, just a reminder, I'm at the bull this week. Well, a reminder would mean that you've actually told us before. <laughs> so this was only last night. So up until this morning, I didn't really understand that Hummer wasn't doing this yeah, program. And then we asked him about it on the WhatsApp group and he said, no, I told you. I said, well, you didn't tell me. He goes, yes, I did. <laughs> and then Matthew came over the top and said, you didn't tell me I either. Didn't tell and me he still either. tried to lie. Well, but you know what that is? That tells you. I actually think Hummer actually believes his own little pork pie then. Hmm. You know, when you tell yourself enough, He's a narcissist. You tell yourself enough of a pork pie, you actually it becomes the truth to you. Yeah. I think that's real. what it's Hummer's a Seinfeld done. episode. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's not a lie if you believe it. Have you got one of those? No, no, I would never lie. Have a oh. look at me. I oh, know, no. <laughs> I know, Nathan. You tell a lot of porkies. Have you just one come to mind? Every now and again, you tell a porky. <laughs> but I tell myself, um, and it was played a lot this week. The Western Bulldogs Richmond game this week. So yeah. every outlet had on when I celebrated the draw. And I've always to- uh, told myself that I actually you thought that we were winning. Knew it was a draw, but I just made a mistake. But I, to be <laughs> honest, I actually thought we did win. And then I went up, and I was that excited, and it turned out to be a draw. And I've, I've conditioned myself yeah. to say that I, I knew it was a draw. I just made a mistake, but uh, that was unfortunately it was a massive mistake. Still, some of my favourite footage that when Nathan Ryan Hargrave comes up, he goes. What are you doing, mate? <laughs> Robert Murphy one. ran from centre-half oh, forward to the other end to bump me and go, you idiot. He would have loved that. <laughs> I've got one. Remember the night I uh, got dropped for spitting the dummy and, and all that and handballing it to Dave Roden and then having a go at Dave Roden? Was this the night you ran past the footy yeah. and refused to bend down? So there's some footage that night. of stared at everybody and then stared up at the coach's box and thought that was okay. Yeah. So what happened? That so what happened there? Matthew Knights was coming out of the middle of the ground. He kicked the ball to One me. of the greatest Tigers of all time, lovely guy. Yeah. And it, it's bounced about five metres in front of me. And on the, the footage, on I think it was on Channel 9 footy at the time, I just stop and everyone else around me keeps playing and I'm just spitting. enough. <laughs> so I realised after the game... Petulant. That, ...that it didn't look good. I knew it didn't look good. So I thought, I've got to come up with a reason why I did that. <laughs> so I've told everyone from that day that I thought I heard the whistle go and that's why I stopped. <laughs> there was no whistle. <laughs> he just stopped and ran past the footy. So I'll let the footy go. But I've told that lie that many times now. I actually still think that perhaps a whistle did go. You tell it all your cash, cashy jobs yeah, at do. footy clubs. Yeah, that happened. Now, George, we need to get the family of this podcast to know you a little bit better. We see you. We know you're uh, a country practice actor. Yes. But, um, no, <laughs> was I? No. on Georgie Parker on the country practice. Oh, you're sorry. Come on, mate. <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> you're a massive, That's a massive. joke of your generation because I <laughs> say that joke to kids Switch now. Switch on, mate. Oh, sorry. I say that joke to kids. I'm like, yeah, I'm a dual gold, gold Logie winner. And yeah. they're like, oh, my God, are you? I'm like, no, I'm not. There's just an actress yeah, much more were. famous than I am. A massive Adelaide fan growing up in Adelaide. 
Adelaide. Let's have a look how much of a fan you were. This so this you. is you. That was me. It's not this my brother. You. Your favourite player was? Sean Wren. I so went at to this the... point, she's trying to run with the same haircut as Sean Wren back in the were day. Were you trying to look like Sean Wren? I was then? obsessed with him. I've got, I've got a framed photo of him. It says, to Georgina, Sean Wren. wasn't very personalised. So I was... you say, look, Mum, I just need a Sean Wren haircut. Well, she... I want it as straight as possible across the front and I want to look like Sean Wren. Can think of a couple of the players that were in Sean Wren's generation? Yeah. Tony Modra. Yeah. Why didn't Why, I come? Mum actually, Matthew Liptak, beautiful yeah. um, doctor now as well, would have yep. been a great, you know, member yeah. for that. But instead I went with the Sean Wren and I, I, Mum said, okay, no clippers. You can get it cut that short, but no clippers. I respect that. I, was obs- I respect that. I was obsessed yeah. and I used to go to shops and say, Mum, they used to be like something about a little boy, what, what does the little boy want? Mum, don't tell them I'm a girl. <laughs> so <laughs> I was a little bit obsessed, but look. We, so um, where do your allegiances lie? Because you're uh, an Olympian at hockey. Yep. You played three, three unbelievable high games. High quality games. High quality. I was like Dane Swan there, broken foot, derailed my career. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. very so wait, are you a crow or are you a magpie <laughs> or are you still a hockey roo? Well, it was a, after I debuted my three high quality games with Collingwood in 2018. So it was a great time to jump off the Crows bandwagon onto Collingwood's. Mm-hmm. So I had a two, two, three good years with Collingwood. You now back, back on the Crows. Crows. Yeah, great start to the season. Tex Walker back in flying nice. form. So Did you get a few kicks in those three games, though. I got a few. I got a few. It was very windy playing on the wing. If you pl- if you hold your position well as a winger, you might not touch the ball. I work every week with Luke Darcy, and yeah. his first three AFL games. You look it up. Zero kicks. Zero handballs, zero marks, zero hitouts for a ruck. In three games. In three games. Took him to the third game to get his first hit out. Didn't still have a kick, still didn't have a hand pass. <laughs> so you are I got more than him. Better than three. Luke Darcy. Well, there we if go. you had to choose a Crow player now, Georgie, who would it be to look like? To look like. You oh, can go back and, you know, who would it be? Oh, you'd think of like a Rory Sloan. A Sloaney. Sloaney, yeah. yeah. You'd think of Nathan Van Burlow. He's very smart not, as well. Um, oh. Not Tom Lynch. No, no, not Tom Lynch. Why is that, Matt? Oh, just because I think you've learnt to go for... <laughs> Why some... would you bring Tom Lynch? <laughs> I'm just thinking of Rennie back then. He's probably similar type to Tom Lynch now. Well, that, to me, thinks that you don't think Tom Lynch is a good-looking guy. Well, make, I, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, just a bit less well, profile just, is what I'm you saying. You just picked out Tom Lynch but out you know of the what, hat. Guys, it would have been any without, one of four or five. Without Rory Sean Lynn. Wren, they wouldn't have won... Um, all their premierships. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have a good ruckman makes yeah. a midfield look good mm. or maybe Darren Jarman or Andrew McLeod. Who knows? Anyway, let's get around the grounds and a couple of star tigers here, um, Richo and, and I guess you, Brownie, and we <laughs> have the media written off the tigers early. That we're, People back on them after their win the other day. Did they write them off early? I think so. And this is we've been talking about this all year in this podcast. Don't make big calls early in the season. And I think if you write Richmond off, um, in the first seven or eight rounds. It's a big call because history shows in this last period too. they haven't started any of those premiership years particularly well. So, yeah, I think their best footy, which we saw NATO in that third quarter, their best footy I think is still the best footy. But their footy was fine in the first half. Just the dogs are the number one defensive side in the competition. Mm. First half they continually got the ball through. Tom Lynch, five behind, so it could have been vastly different yeah. at half time. But we haven't seen anybody – bring the heat this year like the Tigers did. With the new rules and the open game, it's been an uncontested style game. We haven't seen heat and the Tigers somehow managed to bring that heat. Their, their pressure was as good as any side's been this year and the Bulldogs didn't handle it in the second half. And they did it against a team, 
Georgie, that has been moving the ball so easily mm. against the opposition. So to bring that heat and actually shut down the dogs' game plan, I think I think people without did start Dustin to Martin, without Dusty, without Dusty, I think people sure. wrote them off. Yeah, too 100%, early, hundred percent. And I guess you look at another team that's flying, and that's the D's. But on the weekend, they weren't flying. You know, there was a period there. We had big party car shaking on here the other week. He would yep. have been pulling his we, we hair left. Oh, very nervous I against. A bit North. different to other people. Because Melbourne have been flying. They've beaten Richmond. Uh, they haven't lost a game yet. They go down there and subconsciously you go down to Tassie. Limestone's a graveyard for you're, teams. You're playing North Melbourne and you are like, we should beat this team easy. They've been beaten by 100 points a couple of times. and yep. They've been out, we're now the Kings. We've beaten Richmond. We're knocked off. Subconsciously you switch off because you know almost you're going to get the job done. I don't think anybody throughout that game when they were watching it, when North Melbourne got three goals up, thought that Melbourne weren't going to win that game. It always seemed like Melbourne eventually would overcome, and I think that's what their players thought at the same time as well. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't have that mindset going in against Jitters Long mm. or a Richmond or that's anyone like a, that. You can't, it's not a good sign, you can't but it's an okay sign that they didn't get rolled. Melbourne, a year ago, two years yep. ago, would have got rolled, but... You learn, you, you learn how to get out of those sticky situations. I guess they, um, the downfall of that game, Adam Tomlinson out with his yeah. ACL. That's a big one. I yeah. felt so sorry for him looking at it. And he was shattered. And you know what he's thinking on the bench. You've been through it, Nathan. Yeah. I, I did my knee in round nine in a year when we were going well in 95. So you know that your team's flying. 95. Yeah, I know. I'm getting old. <laughs> you know your team's flying. You know you're definitely going to yeah. play finals. You know you've got a group with chemistry. And then you do your knee and you know the season's yeah. over. That's shattering for him. And it's actually a big loss for the D's, isn't it? Yeah, He's been playing that lockdown defender. Yeah. So what do they do now, Nate? Does McDonald go back or do they bring Paris and Petty in? What would you do? Well, McDonald's been working forward. I think he's been working really well forward. So I'd try and bring somebody else into that mix because they want Lever to play as a loose man. And they obviously, Stephen May uh, goes to somebody, but then sort of comes off his man. But Tomlinson was the lockdown. Tomlinson was the, yeah. was the glue that made it all fit. They were good last year, Lever and May together, but this year with Tomlinson, they've gone it's to a new added level. It. It's yeah. adding a dimension. So I'm shattered for him. And Mel, that's going to be a little loss for Melbourne in the next few weeks until they shuffle it around. It's yeah. not going to be the end of the season for them like it was when Nate went down. We, oh. we capitulated, but... Um, yeah, you did. We did. Have a listen to him. We did. Um, man, we look at the top eight. Do you think at this point of the year it's taken shape? Do you think there's anyone going to be coming outside the eight into the eight or even the yeah. top four? I was looking at it on uh, Monday, the ladder, and I thought, gee, it's actually starting to look like what the eight might look like come the end of the season. So you and, don't think there's going to be any change? Oh, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's starting to look a little bit set. You got, never, Melbourne are definitely playing finals top dogs. You're not one of these people that say after a certain round it never changes, are you? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it is starting to take shape. Melbourne are in tick, right? Yes. Port dogs are in? Yes. Port are going to play finals. They don't lose yep. at home. The Swans? They're, they're the 50-50 one, yeah. but they're 5-2, they're and two, so they're well they've entrenched. To, they've but, only got to go seven. And they've got a good run coming up. Yeah, so they've only got to go 50-50 now to play finals. The Cats will play finals, home games down at uh, GMHBA. Richmond will play finals. Yes. The Lions have come good. Gabba, they look good. I think they play. And the Eagles have come into the eight after smacking Frio. Yeah, and the yep. Lions, I guess, were good without Lockheed yeah. Neal during the week as well. Yeah. So, so who's the one in? outside the eight? The Giants. That I think is playing well as the Giants. They yeah. started the year slowly. They started poorly. But somehow they've got their game going. They're being coached well. I think yeah. the youth that they've brought in, Mumford, we're going to speak about, but he's flying at the moment. So the Giants are the ones that could come in. Make it be cool. What is about- the eight set? I'm asking No, you. it's not. It's not. Right. What about the top four? 
Uh, not set. No, the Swan. I don't think Swans will finish top you four. Think I think Richmond will. I think Port Dogs and Melbourne will. And I no, think I think I think Cats. I think Cats, Richmond, or Lions could be the the other team to come in. All right, let's have a look at the Bombers' young talent. Now, the Bombers, they were our tip against Carlton on the weekend. They Didn't were. get the job done, but do you think that they've recruited well? Do you think their future's looking bright? Unbelievable future. Like yeah. when you can bring in – and it, it, tall players are the hardest ones to get right and they're the hardest ones to get into your side and have an impact early. But these guys that they've got, Jones um, and the new Cox, Ruckman that came in, Brian. Cox and Brian – They've had an impact straight away, yep. and they're all very similar structure, aren't they? Yeah. Um, to have an impact straight away as a two hundred centimetre bean pole, it is hard to do mm. that. And, they, and they're not going to do it footy, consistently. Probably no, this year of footy is going to serve them so well. And out of any AFL club right now, you look at the Bombers, and you start to envy their list. Where six months ago we were like, "Where are the Bombers? What are they?" And all of a sudden, these kids jump out of the ground. So they did. I think going to the draft is the way to build your side. And they've done well. They they knew that Danaher was going. So they thought, right, oh, we're going to get a, a good pick for him. And they knew Fantasia was going, so they went and got top 10 picks. They had three yeah. inside the top 10. Don't forget Draper, who's only 21 as yep. well, um, and Zachary. And Archie Perkins on the weekend, he looked really good. Mm. So Bombers, if I came away from that game as an Essendon supporter, yeah, Carlton won, but I would put my chips on Essendon long term. You There's lose. still a class midfielder short, I reckon. You There's still lose. use through the midfielder. McGrath's a great player. Parrish is going to be a great player and becoming that. Dylan Shields out yeah. at the moment. Caldwell. Zach Merritt. Caldwell. Um, There's talk of Zach Merritt might not be there next mm. year. He might change his mind now. He might look at that side and go, this is a I'd, pretty good place, place to be. Absolutely. But I still reckon they need another midfielder to complement all the tools they've got. Well, I think you lose those games when you're a young team, those kind of close yeah. games, don't you? And you yeah. learn how they to run win. run out of steam. Yeah. 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 And all it takes is one or two goals to derail you because they got, what, within six, seven points in that yeah. last term and an older team probably wins yeah. that. Now, Thursday night, it's a tradition at all footy clubs, um, pulling up at the pub, at the pub, at the bar, at the club, getting the Thursday night team sheets, somebody out the front yelling the team sheet yeah. out. That's gone. AFL used to get the team sheet out as media personalities I want to call you. Yeah. You don't get that anymore. It's now the day before and there's big call-outs to stop that. <laughs> you want to call us AFL person? I don't know what I want to call you, but <laughs> that's what I went with. AFL personality? <laughs> AFL. Yeah, what do you want to call But it's frustrating because last week, me and Richo obviously do AFL previews yep. that go on the well, AFL like personalities, site. Thanks, <laughs> and we thought Hawthorne were a huge chance to win the game we last did. week. And then you get to game day. Makes you look stupid. And Jaeger O'Meara's out. Um Chad Wingard. Wingard's out yeah. and also Sean Burgoyne. Now, those three players are probably Hawthorne's best users by foot and most creative players. So you look at that and you go, Hawthorne just can't win. Yeah, uh, They can't win that game. I've gone and tipped them to everybody, so have you, yeah. um, on the AFL platform. And you just feel a little bit silly and, and it doesn't the, hurt the them. The clubs know. The clubs know by Wednesday, Thursday they when their teams are And coming. you know what else? I, you know, a lot of traditions going out of football and I get, you know, called old-fashioned because I like a lot of the traditions in football. That's your tradition. Yep. Thursday night teams, you have a look at it. You used to watch the footy shows on Thursday night and see yep. who's in and out. My dad would be turning in his grave. He he loved the Thursday night teams and looking at Friday morning, he loved looking through the teams in the paper. Your dad also used to get upset if you were named on the half no, flank. Did. He did. Oh, he, Matthew, he why, the, why have they named you on the flank? You're we a know how they forward. don't name them in position anymore. <laughs> yeah, Dad could yeah. never get his head around that late in life. He's <laughs> why are you go, why is Nathan Brown playing halfback <laughs> flank? And I'd go, Dad, 
He's not playing <laughs> halfback flank. Don't believe it. But, yeah, tradition, got to well, bring that back. There was an AFL put a tweet out, 13,313 votes there, 94% of Category. fans want. Well, yeah. that's not even a debate, nah. is it? So. And the other thing, like, they're actually burning their partners, you know, your media partners, like yeah. us trying to select winners on, on yep. a Thursday morning. How can you? It's impossible. And there's certain players you can't talk about if you pre-recording shows because then you those players might playing. be in there. Yeah. So you look silly if you do talk well, about two it. Two weeks ago, I said the Giants are playing well. Big Mummy has been the difference, right? Mummy gets left out and they lose the game. Mummy comes back in last week and they win. He's been really pivotal, but yeah. we didn't know that when we are talking well, about Well, you it. could not believe me when I said Ben Brown's playing. You're like, are you sure? Are you sure? Mm. And yeah. so you just don't know. But um, let's have a look around the grounds for Acer Gemstones. And, I mean... This one, you guys need to take the lead Gemstone, here. an actual sponsor, or are we just roll? We've just that? made it up. What is Acer Gemstone? We've got no, no idea. Computer. Oh. But this real, this sort of stuff. Does this like get you up and about, Georgie? Because this Hummer loves I this was, stuff. I was a forward, um, yeah. so I would have liked. Oh, do you know what? It's actually not fun. All right, what's Feeding. acceptable? If you're the full forward for Hadfield there, 57, 27, 369, what's an acceptable goal tally? You're going to kick a third, I reckon. I was about to say that, a third. What's that, 15? So guess 16. who kicked 18 for Hadfield? Big Sabatino at full forward. Sabatino. Sabatino kicked 18 goals. How do you know he's a big Sabatino? Because I just, just, I can picture him. You're just thinking he's a big bear in the square, right? <laughs> I eh? can picture him in my mind. He's 6'4", he's at least 120 <laughs> kegs. And well, anyone out there, if you do know big Sabatino, we would love a photo of the big man Send and we'd love to feature him next week with his 18 goals, big Sabatino. <laughs> I think he might Sabatino. be a small forward, man. There's no way known he's a small forward. I will. He might be a hundred small forward. No, I'll buy you. I'll buy you at lunch uh, next week if Sabatino's not at one eight hundred lasagna on it. Right, eh? One eight hundred. Yep. That's. Six, I don't think he's a big boy like he's you six think. three to six four, and he's hundred and twenty kegs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call up Jakana, Jasana, whatever they are, and Jakana and yeah. get a picture of Sabatino for you to solve. No, Hadfield, one. you played for. Oh, Hadfield, yeah. whatever. Whoever. Oh, yeah, they're the one who got yeah, two points. Yeah. You, oh, you'd be flat as a tack if you wanted their forwards, <laughs> wouldn't you? Um, Brownie, please explain, Richo. You're going to take the lead on this one. Mm. Yeah, and I, I agree with you on this. I really Georgie, do. I was, oh, I was at the gym, uh, when was it, Monday afternoon, and I was flat as a tack, but I just wanted to try and get myself going. So I thought, I'll go and have a jog on the, the treadmill. And you know when you, you're trying to jog and you need music or something to keep you going? I thought, I'll put Access All Areas on. Because oh, that gets you up and about. With, yeah. No, well, with Lordo and I knew Lordo Nathan. and Damo. Damo. They're and a good partners they're now, so it's a great cracking so, show. So can I Probably just, not one I'd run with, though. No, and I could just say I'm running and I'm just watching Damo and Lordo talk and it just wasn't happening for me. It wasn't happening for me until uh, they crossed to our man, Nathan, and we'll just have a look at it. Damo and Carlton Essendon. So I had a hunch when I looked at it, I thought it might be a high-scoring game and then I saw the total points that we had on our site was 174. Now, total points is a big betting market for us at Sportsbet. And you have a look right here. You've got Essendon at number four, you've got Carlton at number six in the total points market. But you've got to go further than that. It's a hunch. You're putting money on it, so you want to be sure. Uh, and here's the uh, up to the top 12. But then I go to the points against. These are all these are easy to find on any ladder you find them. But the averages here, have a look at that. This is uh, 96 and 91. There are a couple of points that, that those averages include yesterday, so a couple of points higher. So it was around 182 was the average. And I looked at our site, 174. Both these sides get scored against heavily, but they can both score. They're very evenly matched. So I thought, let's have a look at the research. 174 was the total points in this game. I thought it seemed low. 
the research backed it up, the numbers backed it up, then I'm happy to bet into that. And then... I'll tell you what, Georgie, just straight away I got what I needed. I started running a bit better. (laughs) I thought, is this John Nash off a beautiful mind here just with the numbers you were rolling, Nate? It's just a thorough bit of research, You're one of the great self-congratulators of all time. Robbie Williams, he's saying, yeah, you sing when you're winning, Matt. When When you're up and about and you're doing some good work... There's a lot of people who are prepared to take you down, Matthew. So every now and again, you just got to pat yourself on the back, George. But George, oh. I know him pretty well, right? And I, I know when he knows that he's rolling with some good stuff because he starts sort of bouncing up bouncing and down. As he, he says a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody good point. Yeah. Well, he says it off air. That that's where you get the best best out of Brownie. I, I find it Admit, amazing no. that you go to the gym and you watch Access All Areas. <laughs> so do I. That's actually the biggest story here. Can you admit that as you were explaining that, you thought you were I knew I was on something good because I'd done the research and I knew it was good. I knew it stacked up and then I felt pretty damn good about myself. <laughs> I know. I kept running. I couldn't stop running after that. Oh, he was up and about. Now, Richo, yeah. what's doing your head in? And it's doing my f***ing head in. You know what's doing my head in? I don't understand this. It was a bad decision up at the SCG on Friday night footy. The 15-metre kick that was not called 15 metres, Jeremy Cameron marked it. He would have been having a shot on the siren to win the game for Geelong. Yep, probably not a good decision. That's not what's doing my head in. What's doing my head in? Why do the AFL have to come out on Monday and just pick one decision to explain, right? And that was the one they chose, that game. They picked out that decision. All they're doing is making their umpire look stupid. And, you know, he, how, how's that umpire feeling now? His employer's come out yep. and basically, you know, given it to him in front of all of the footy world. I don't see why they needed to do that. And if you're it's going, perception, Matthew. No, but why don't they then explain every decision that's controversial? And over the whole weekend, there are a lot of controversial was, decisions. And I agree with you that why do they have that to come one out decision do doesn't change the course of a game? And there it might could have been, been a decision, decision at the, the two-minute mark. Exactly, but it's perception because everybody talks about it. Everybody thinks it's the last 15 seconds. Most people think that changes the course of the game. So the AFL to just, I guess, appease people. Get out there and they put it out but that you know, it was a mistake. They burn their own umpire doing that. But I like what all you week, said, George. If a player missed a goal from 15 metres out to win the game, it is played all week. Mm. It is played. Everybody talks about it. So that player also feels bad. That player looks like. But I think what Richo is saying nah. is they make poor decisions entire through the entirety of yeah, a game. Yeah, yeah. Could and they the, give him a scorecard? And the other, we've got as an umpire in the highest because they do get moment in the game. There's another eight games they didn't mention any decisions. In though. the highest pressure moment in the game, the last 15 seconds. If a player kicks a goal, it's he's decided that people he, angrier. he can't handle the pressure. It's no, just, it's just pointing out that maybe the umpire just, under pressure made the wrong decision. It adds to the pile on, on umpires, and we're trying to get umpires into the game. Well, it's not a pile on an umpires, I don't yeah, think. I think it's the AFL just clarifying. They, shouldn't, they don't need to do it. They don't need to come out and clarify I think, I one think decision. They do. Does my head in. I think they do. <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> Big calls, bad calls. David Teague, he's been, I guess, through the media the last five weeks, been the good guy, always backing his teams. Yeah. But he's come out now, still backing his team, saying he thinks that his team is good enough to beat anyone. Captain oh, Easter Bunny's rule. We've been bringing up the big calls, haven't we, so far this year on on our uh, podcast. That That's a big call. Mm. You know, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to back his team in. He's, he's trying to support them in the media. They've been under the pump, but... Their best footy doesn't beat anyone at this point. They haven't won a final yet. And you've got to win finals in September before you can say that your best footy beats anyone. 
What do you think? I agree with you on that one. I, I didn't agree with the other one, but I agree <laughs> with you on that one. That's a big call. Yeah. Big, big call, call from Teague. Come on, Teague. Uh, Nuffy jar. Shit post. That is a nuffy jar, and you've featured on the jar. Nuffy That's jar a bit naughty. A couple of times, but our man here, you've Matthew, been on it. We had you on it. A few is consistently. That was that was me talking to a nuffy, wasn't it? Me talking to Sam McClure. Yeah, yeah. Sam is. <laughs> I worry about our man here. Um, now it makes a little bit more sense that he wants his access to Larry while he's running. <laughs> oh, but you're the nuffy. Oh, here is an article about Uh-oh. Super Footy AFL. Obviously, Mark Robinson wasn't happy that. Tom Lynch is paid $800,000 a year. So he's writing that article six games into a season after the guys just won two premierships in a row. Tom Lynch kicks three goals, five, and post the game, Matthew just decided to have a few likes there though, Richo. I reckon you do that because you know that all the Richmond people are then going to pipe, oh, good on you, Matthew, stick it up for Tom Lynch. You're (laughs) such a Richmond hero. That went viral, didn't oh, that, it? That, that was great. Like, you know how, Hummer, how Hummer says he's gone viral he and gets he's had 13 30 likes. likes. <laughs> what is the official mark to say you've gone viral? I'm not sure. I reckon that's. I reckon viral. that went viral. Did it go viral, did it? You're up and about, <laughs> are you? What I don't like about. <laughs> I reckon that <laughs> He's up and about. He's, he's coughing you. That was a good tweet. I woke up. You, no, you woke up happy about you, it. Saturday double... morning, I woke up and I went, geez, this has got a bit of traction. Yeah. <laughs> From the Richmond faithful. Yeah, exactly. like it's, a, it's a hard audience view, isn't it? <laughs> it's an easy time. This is This is an audience where you're allowed to go out in a footy ground and have 282 kids walk around with you when you're retiring. It's so you easy... didn't think they were going to come with no, you? I knew it was going to yeah. be an easy one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what I don't like about journos, though, is that they... So that thinks, sorry to that's interrupt okay. you, but... I'm used to it. That that's, is a nuffy. That's nice. not only a nuffy. But he's it, targeting the nuffies. It's narcissism because he knows <laughs> that when he tweets that, all the Richmond people who love him are then going to pile on and go, oh, Matthew, how smart are <laughs> the you? Fact that you oh, you gave Robbo a backhanded clip. You've, got, a, you've got some narcissism about you. The fact that you. you admitted that you were happy with your maths on that Axis All Area show, I'll admit that I knew exactly mm. what I was doing. Yeah. You've got to take target what you're writing to your yeah. audience. That's yeah. what I think. Thanks. I do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Richo, Brownie and Hummer of the Week Award. Now, this used to be the Trumpet Award. Now, I used to listen to this show. I stopped listening to it when I started working more full-time in here because I started sitting next to Hummer and right. I thought that's enough of him in my ear. I don't yeah, need to okay. do it. So I haven't watched it this year. So it's changed to the Richo, Brownie and Hummer of the Week. And I'm assuming the Richo, Brownie is the good part, Hummer the bad. Correct. Yep. yep. So let's have a look at the leaderboard. Kristen Petrarca um, on top there. Signed a seven-year deal, Christian Petrarca. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Swan six, the Bont, the Greek god on six there as well. Head down, John Longmire. And there you go, the worst, Collingwood. You know what? They might um, stick around the top for a bit there. I can imagine St Kilda Geelong and Mark McClure down there on the bottom <laughs> with my McClure. mate you Kane Mark McClure, Corns. didn't you? <laughs> um, so talk to us. Right. What's the Richo Brownie? Um, what are we doing first? Go the best. All right, the best. I gave one vote to Tim Kelly. He played his best game oh, for the great, Eagles. Oh, great, wasn't he? Geez, he was good. Over 40 touches. I think he had 13 clearances. And he didn't take one mark. He got 40. He found 42 possessions without getting a cheap little uncontested mark. That shows you how he was hunting the footy. One to Tim Kelly. I'm giving uh, Leon Cameron two votes. In the space of the last month, he's gone from everyone potting the GWS yep. Giants He's turned them around. They're playing that hard, tough footy that got them into finals three out of four years. Um, that shows that Leon Cameron's a good coach. And I gave Richmond three. Um, people were writing them off, and their third quarter the other night was a reminder yep. that their best footy's still the best. Also gave one vote to Tim Kelly, 42 disposals. Um, two That's votes. 
to Sam Walsh. She just continues oh, to get gone. better He's and so better. Easy. You might need to change that photo on your phone from Patrick Cripps I'm to Sam Walsh. I've got Paddy Cripps on the go. back of my yeah. phone there. Um, Loves Paddy Cripps. Love Paddy Cripps. Might need to change it to Sam Walsh because he's their best player. Is he oh, he's um, so good. your Brownlow predictor, Sam Walsh? Uh, he is almost in there. So I've still got Max Gorn on 10. Yeah. Uh, Sam Walsh, I think, has six votes at the moment. So um, Sam Walsh for me and then... When Richmond needed a spark, and they were still playing okay, but no Dustin Martin, they needed someone to stand up. Shea Bolton. Oh, yeah. 22 disposals, three goals. What he did in that game uh, was really good. He was all, aggressive. Everything forward half disposal, so. Everything he touched turned half. to gold. So, for me, Shea Bolton turned the game along with, I thought, Cochin's third quarter was outstanding, but Shea Bolton. Yeah, he's Richmond have got to sign him up pretty quickly. Mm. Ralph Carr's playing the same Sort of thing he did with Dusty, and he yeah. won't sign till right now. He's a smart man. He'll sign though. Very smart He'll man, Ralph. Oh, I gave one to Collingwood. Um, Worst. They were playing against the Gold Coast and the MCG. I, the Gold Coast, you know, playing the MCG once every two years. It's Collingwood's home ground. Yep. I just thought that was a chance to make a statement, and they didn't do it. So one to Collingwood. Two. I know they got young players in, but so have the Gold Coast. Two to Fremantle. They also had a chance. It's a good yeah. first half from them. Yeah. Good first half and their second this, half was... Capitulated. Oh, capitulated. Yeah, one goal in the second half, I think. I mean, this was the biggest chance I thought they had to win a derby. I know there were no fans there and it would have been disappointing, but, um, yeah, they just didn't turn up about halfway through the third quarter. And I gave three to the VFL Tribunal last night. Uh, I thought that Paddy McCartan should have got more than five weeks yep. for that incident. I agree. We can't have that on a footy field. Yep. I know Paddy's, you know, apologetic and he did the wrong thing and he's owned it, but the tribunal still had to make a statement. Precedent's can, been stepped with that in with, the past. Yeah, yeah with Andrew Gatt. Yep, yeah. eight weeks. So I thought that was a bit soft, so I gave them three. Yep. Go on, vote to reporter Tom Brown. Um, <laughs> Tom Brown, Tom Brown, Tom Brown. <laughs> because Dustin Martin went to the airport the other day yeah. and um, and I probably should have heard this in the, in the Nuffy jar actually now that I think of it, but Jack Rewalt then tweeted um, something about the media being at um, at the airport you know, yeah. giving Dusty a hard time and then Tom Brown come over the top of Jack Rewalt and said, yeah, fancy that, Jack, um, like agreeing with him. Right. Like, Tom, you had a Channel 7 camera crew there as well. So Tom not only works for Channel 7 but was agreeing with Jack Rewalt and was probably there. What was the news story there? People say that is a news story that he was going to New Zealand, is it? He's just a news story himself, right. Dustin Martin, at the moment. He doesn't um, talk much and probably why people are fascinated by him. You have two votes to the umpires in the Geelong-Sydney game. I know you don't think they should have been shown the last free kick, Matthew, or the one not paid or the mark not paid, but they should have. It was a ma- mistake. Right. And probably cost you long to go. And I gave three votes to your man, Mark Robinson. Now, when you're going to write an article about a player and question whether he's worth $800,000, he hasn't done a heap this year, Tom Lynch, but I think he's got a little bit in the bank to not question why he's being paid $800,000. And he would have been pretty happy with himself at halftime, Robbo, but in the fact is he'd taken nine marks, had nine kicks at halftime, kicked five points and gave one off. Seven marks in the first quarter. Yeah, so if that was three goals too, he's clearly best man on the ground, could have kicked eight, ended up with three goals, five, and was clearly the best big man on the ground and Robbo just went a bit early, I think. Do we we change our perception of how players should play when they're getting such a big pay packet, right? We do. Do you think we that's do. fair? 
Uh, or do you think that's no. just good management? That's just no, sometimes how. Last week on radio, Bradley Hill, yeah, uh, nine hundred thousand. Uh, Zach Williams at Carlton, they're not giving him the ball. It's eight hundred thousand, but. I think there's got to be an onus on the list managers yeah. to not pay overs. If I'm a player, great. I'd yeah, exactly. I'd have 900000 but with that comes extra scrutiny and yeah. people are going to go, okay, you're not well, playing well, but you're being paid that. So there's extra scrutiny and I think... I just think sometimes you've got to dig a little bit deeper and that that one, if you haven't played well for maybe a year and a half and you're on big money, then you've got to accept you're going to be scrutinised. As a player, I would expect that. Yep. But not after two premierships and then six games into the next year. I thought he went too early and I agree with what you said. Um, AFL previews up next. First up, your team, Tigers, and against the Cats, Friday night footy. How do we see this one, fellas? Cats will be savage because they, you know, lost a game they should have won up there at the SCG. All the indicators up there were a five-goal win for the Cats. So they're in good form. They had a lot of shots, just couldn't convert. Uh, Martin comes in. uh, Floston comes in. But Cochin and Grimes go out. So I guess that cancels it out. I think at the MCG, Richmond have won seven of the last eight against Geelong. They seem to have their measures. So I'll have to stick with Richmond. Grimes concerns me. A little bit more than Costa because I think midfielders, they can bat deep Boston with the midfield. Boston sort of comes in for that, though. Yeah. Uh, but Dylan Grimes, when you've got so many players, Cats forward, I think Richmond win this game. But um, if Cameron gets out of the loop, Tommy Hawkins gets out of the loop, it'll be hard. I think they'll get a good look at it, the Cats. Like you said last week, their inside 50 yeah. numbers were, were massive, as they were against West Coast the week before. Richmond, only because it's the MCG, and I'm going to be betting into Dustin Martin in this game. So I'm going to have a real dig deep into what I can get for him, disposals, goals, because I think fresh, 12 days off or two weeks off basically now, I think coming into this game fresh, I reckon he'll be ready to go. And they don't tag. And even if they do tag, he's shown them that in the grand final last year. He was out, wasn't he? Yeah, in the grand final last year, uh, he had Collar Jasney and and gave him a bath. So it doesn't matter if he gets tagged, I still think he can kick a bag. Question without notice. Yes, George. Do the Tigers play better at night time, I feel as though they love these big time games, Friday night, Saturday night game. Do you think they play better at night or? The atmosphere's better at night. Yeah. 100%. Would no. you know a number? Put some stats to that, Mr. No. Statman? Tigers usually hunt at night though. <laughs> do they actually? They do. <laughs> oh my God. They do. I you Google sick. that. I feel sick. You're <laughs> happy with yourself. All right, next up, North. They do come out at night. <laughs> they do. Have, Have you seen, seen that David, that, David yes. Avery at night? Yeah. See how far that tiger went that yeah. night? <laughs> Isn't it good when you watch them and they just and you feel a little bit sorry for the deer or the baby deer, but they just come out of nowhere and just like just look, yeah. it's yeah. a nasty world out there, eh? Yeah. Lucky we're here. Look a bit like Joe Exotic today, so I'm sure you know a bit about you know who Joe Exotic. Do I? Do you know who Joe Exotic? is? I know who it is. Is he still in jail? Oh, <laughs> I don't Did know. He get out or not? I think he. I think he started. I think Trump tried to get him out and he That's didn't. Right. Um, anyway, uh, what do we got now? North and Collingwood. Um, now, we put this one in. It's not a big blockbuster game, but it's a danger game for Collingwood and opportunity for North. Yeah, it is. And North North is starting to look a little bit better. They've got young Powell through the midfield and that they got some ball. They won some contested ball. Cunnington sort of got some ball through the midfield. Actually gave Larkey and, and their forwards first look at it for the first time this year last week and looked quite dangerous at times. Uh, I think it is a danger game. I think Collingwood will win. I think they'll win, but I think it'll be close. This could go, go right down to the wire. Yeah. It's hard to tip north, though. I'm David Noble. I am whipping my players into a frenzy this week, talking about you can smell blood. We need to go after it. We've played well. Collingwood would be sitting there. They would be concerned about this game. Absolutely. Probably not so much 
the players, but from a coaching level with Nathan Buckley and the club as a whole, they'd be nervous. Yep. Um, senior players would, when, when you're young and you go out there and you just want to get a kick and play well, um, like McCreary and these guys, but there's definitely pressure and I would be just all about, you can smell blood, we need to be absolutely ravenous at the contest and, and put them on the back foot early. Mm. If North Melbourne can be leading at quarter time, this would be massive. That's a good you know, market, you know I think. who I watch for this week? Jordan Degoe. He's started to cop oh. a fair bit of heat in the media. A few people have sort of – I'd leave Matthews last night. Mark yep. McClure last night. He said last night. I, I just – We've got to stop comparing Jordan Degoe to Dustin Martin. He's not Martin's bootlaces. Yeah, I mean, that's a yeah. – So Lee Matthews, Mark McClure clear. and Ross Lyon gave it to him during the yeah. week. So if ever a player's going to want to perform, it'll be Jordan Degoe this week. And he's he likes those moments. He loves he the attention on him. But yeah. he, if he – I find he's a player that if he doesn't fire early, he tapers off. He's a player that wants to kick his goals in the first. Lockett wouldn't have kicked four goals in that forward line last week. This is the, the delivery that they got. Yeah, it was pretty average. Melbourne and Sydney. Now, this one's probably, I think this is the game of the round for me. Saturday night footy. Yeah, Saturday yeah, night at footy. At the MCG. Yep. Sydney played the SCG really well, but I'm going to tip Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah. at Back in front of the members, Saturday night footy. <laughs> They're up and about. Yeah. I've never seen a supporter group as up and about as this. Neither have I. And yeah. they're, they're quite obnoxious what about, as well. <laughs> what about our ex-teammate and your, your um, good mate, Ben Harrison, who played at the Dogs and yeah. Richmond? His, his wife, Jenny, is a mad uh, Melbourne supporter. And this sums up a Melbourne supporter at the moment. She's on the bandwagon like you've never seen. And she went to the footy last week when they played Richmond and she had a Melbourne scarf on and she sent a photo to me with her Melbourne scarf on. You could still see the lines in the scarf Fresh. where it had been folded up straight out of the out of the shop. I've known Jenny. That's embarrassing. I've known Jenny since <laughs> yeah. the year 2000. So what's that, 21 years? Yeah. Did not even know she was a Melbourne Yeah, supporter. there you go. Did not know. And the scarf's come out of the freshly uh, <laughs> fresh pack. Jenny. Come on. They're up and about. Let's have a look at, well, homotheticals. Homotheticals. Uh, <laughs> On the source down in the bull? Oh, I'd assume so. I'd assume so. Um, you would be. It'd be freezing down there. Oh, you yeah. need to drink just to keep warm. It's nice, though, isn't it? A cold beer in front of a fire. Mm. I don't know if you'd be up by the fire. I think it's out. a fire at the race course, Matt. Ah, but at the pub afterwards. <laughs> oh, anyway, well, I, I asked him um, if there's anything he wanted from me, and he said that, that you don't guys don't run. usually like his. Is that true? He, does, he doesn't put a lot of thought into some of them. Oh, look, I haven't put much thought into it either, um, but we'll give it a go. Now, you, you both have said a couple of things that um, kind of works well with these ones, and it's just about your playing careers and things like that. Which one, which would you rather, play one game out of one AFL game, like picket style, yeah. and have a premiership, yeah. or have your careers and have none? <sighs> I don't want to remind you, but you don't have one. One game and a premiership? Yep. No, no I, I, I want to play for... Enjoy for the whole yeah. ride. The ups the and downs, the it's all part of it. It's all part of it, yeah. the ups and downs. The ups and downs, yeah. all right. There's more and mainly downs. Would you rather a Brownlow or a Premiership? No, a Premiership. Premiership. Country, it's not, that's not even a It's funny, I spoke to Adam Cooney about this and he said he'd rather a Brownlow. <laughs> he said, and he's got one. He, he got said, one. oh, there's 22 um, times more Premiership players than Do there are Brownlow. he actually means that though? I think he thinks financially post-career. Oh, it's been good for him. I think it has right. been. He's, it has been. He's writing that one. Would have been better to you if you had a one of that than him. Financially viable, wouldn't it? If you had a one of you would have a bigger earning capacity than Adam Cooney. Do you reckon it adds you dollars to you? You came second, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, to Adam Cooney, yeah? Yeah, but 
Do you reckon it, it would have added dollars? dollars to you? You I think you're a little bit more marketable than Adam. No, Adam's going well. He's got a different genre of yeah. supporters. Do you think you're more marketable than Adam Cooney? Now, let's <laughs> no, not lie. No, I don't. No. What? what yeah, look at I? me. Look at me. <laughs> you're like 15 times more marketable. No, I, I love Adam right, Cooney, George. but you, you're Richo. They sang songs about Stop you. They sang Richo, man. Stop it, mate. I know what you're trying to do. Remember you used to, <laughs> He's like, trying to get you, a grub here. When you used to get pissed at the bar and the song that the the cheer squad would sing when you kicked the goal, Richo, Richo, you used to stand at the bar singing it yourself. No, I didn't. You did. Never done that once. <laughs> that is a me? complete lie. You've never, ever sung your own song, Richo, man. A few times. <laughs> All right, another AFL one. You could have your AFL career. Yep. But you have to be, but you're basically Hummer. Or you could be you guys, but yep. you don't get to play AFL. No, I never want to be Hummer. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I'd like to get inside Hummer's head for a while. <laughs> no. I want to know, yeah, I'll tell you a few things, a couple of things I want to know. Does he really have a shot of scotch every morning? So I'd like to get inside his head and, and you, actually No, this him. is back to him pretend like lying. Uh, no, I don't want to be Hummer. No. Does no. he have a shot of scotch every morning or not? I wouldn't have Is thought that so. That's high-functioning alcohol, alcoholism and I maybe need to speak to him if that's the case. Um, now, this one, there's a box on the table, single box, one button. If you press it, your kid, all, all of your four kids, there's a lot of kids, yeah. are all absolute superstars. I'm talking Roger Federer, Michael Jordan. Yeah, right. Matthew Richardson, that's the kind of style. That's stardom. You press so they're it. like us, basically. <laughs> you press it and they're absolute stars, yeah. but somebody you don't know dies. Would you press it? One. <laughs> Gee, that's Georgie, good that one, is a good it? That is a good one. Hypothetical. So a complete stranger somewhere complete in the world Complete stranger dies. you don't know, Could but they're healthy. They're someone healthy. It's not someone that's on their deathbed. Good person or a bad person? You don't know. know. You don't know. It's a random. And when I'm so before I press that button, I've been told that someone's going to die. Yeah. Yep. yep. Narc. I can't. I can't murder someone. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one. I'm fifty-fifty here, but I think my kids would be good enough to do that on their own anyway. So I'm going to say no. You're going to. Gee, it's a lot I of people in the world, one. isn't there? There are a lot of people. Lot of- I couldn't go to sleep at night. <clears throat> Imagine lying there, going, "Who died and where was it? <laughs> and how did they die?" Yeah, that's. And yeah, was it painful quick or was bad. it painful? All right, so I guess you don't love have to cop, your, uh, your kids. Cop what they get. I've got one more. I'm probably getting told not to, but I'm going to do it. Would you agree to go without showering, brushing your teeth, and using deodorants for six months, and you get hundred thousand dollars, but you're not allowed to tell anyone that that's what you're doing? So people just think six you, months. And everyone just you're not allowed to say oh, I'm doing it to get hundred thousand. Not enough. What, what's the number? Million. I would have thought a couple of mil. Not a shower <laughs> no, and no brushing your teeth. Yeah, and no one's allowed to know why. And you've still got a past gen you want. 100,000, you're right, 100,000 not that much money. No, I think I could, I think I could get through that. I do. <laughs> I don't think Jen could get through it. <laughs> <laughs> She's not allowed to know why. She's just like, shit, Richo's really Not much just- is really going to change there, to <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the homotheticals there. Now, we're going to circle back to your old mate Sabatino. We've got a picture of him. Obviously, come through. He's come through. That's Sabatino, yes, the 18 goal Superman. He is, and that is exactly he is what I'm not. Not 125 kilos, man. Yes, he actually, he is. He looks re- like he's in good shape. No, I reckon he's close. Nah, I'm, there's something under his first chin there. 
Yeah, it's like a bullet hole in his chin. <laughs> that is exactly what I thought, and well done to Savage. I was thinking bigger, and you were thinking bigger too. No, that, like he's a big boy, but he's not, he's not huge, is he? That looks like 120, and we're going to find out. We're going to call the club and find but out. But no, his weight, you can't really tell how tall he is because yeah. he's got no one next to him. He's got Can I just say, this is not disparaging by saying he's 6'4 and 120. No, that's see a lot of local players lot, who are lot of, big in the well, golf Well, that's like square, Patrick. Yeah. Pat, Patty's 6'6 six, yeah. six and 120. Exactly. That's like, what I was thinking. Fev did it when he finished. He went up and played so. in Yarrawonga and he was 130 It's actually kilos. a badge of honour to be a 6'4", 120 keg full forward in the country. Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. How many goals would be acceptable for a season for someone that size? 150. 150. Yeah. Especially when you're kicking 18s. 18 in one game. You'd want to be playing them twice. You'd want the draw yeah. to be suiting you, wouldn't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. You know, Peter, I think I've told this before, Peter Hudson in one season in Tassie played on a guy home and away and then in the finals, played on the same guy for all 12 quarters, right? Kicked 56 goals on him in those three games. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's four a quarter. Do you reckon the, quarter. the coach would have shown a little bit of, you know, come on, leave him there for all 12 it's quarters? A real learning curve. For <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd, coaching would want to change. Yeah, that's a bit hard. Think so you'd think so. That's uh, you'd get dropped in the AFL for that. Um, well, that's it. Thanks, that's George. the show. Well, Thanks, George. Let no, me step thanks in. Thanks for becoming the new host on a you'll regular get a, basis. You'll get a Hummer back next week. So I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. No, we're going to give him a week off. Yeah, nice. So who's going to replace him? Who do you want? No, we don't know yet. Probably you. Probably me or Tommy Medaglia? No, no, we gave him an opportunity too and he didn't take it up, Tommy Medaglia. Maybe we're just... I was third, I was third in yeah. run. I don't know how I feel about that. Who, who else did they ask? Well, Pat, and he's not here. Tommy, Hummer, then me. You've done oh. a better job than all of them. Oh, you're a star. Georgia. Thank you. I'll buy you Thank that you. copy later. Thanks Thank for you. listening in and make sure you always gamble responsibly. Oh.